0: Now let's talk about 2017 Going to the Jungle. This one is I can't prove this stuff, okay? Let's just let's just put that out there for the first part, right? Can't prove it. But once again, it's true. It's true, man. Just I know I keep saying that is because I just want somebody to believe me. I want some, even if it's one person, to believe me, man. Like, even if it sounds crazy, like, even if you think it's, just believe me. I really, I, I, this, this is not, this is turning into like a confession or a sad thing. <laughs> really, because I really want one person to not just believe me, but to, understand and have some words to say back and the right kind of words because i have zero people who believe anything i'm saying or on my side or say the right thing or wise enough to handle these complex topics or like really i i'm around primarily selfish people actually who don't even want to research or find out anything different um, So I feel, I I feel by saying this, it's real. I just wish one person could understand and and believe me because this stuff is crazy. I'll admit that it's crazy, okay? I'll admit that what I'm gonna tell you is crazy. I'll admit to you that it sounds crazy, it is crazy, I know it sounds crazy, I know it's unbelievable, I know But that doesn't stop the fact that I was told this stuff. That's all I want you to know. It's like I really was shown and told this stuff. I know it's crazy. And you don't have to believe it. And you don't have to believe me. But it really did. Every time I went to the jungle, it was for about nine days. Four ceremonies, about nine days of time. And now, this being my third time going, I remember I was in uh, China at the time, of course. And the, if anybody who's been to China will understand, so many websites do not work here. So when you're online, sometimes like things are really slow, and you might have to use a uh, let's just say alternative way to use an American website and. That makes it slower, and then it looks like it's coming from a strange place, and people close things out on you. It's all kinds of things, man. So I was purchasing my ticket for Peru, and I was scheduling it um, based on the amount of time that I normally stay in the jungle. So, bought the tickets, flew out from Beijing to Michigan, hung out with my brother for a couple days in Ohio, I think. Saw my grandma, and then from Detroit, and <coughs> Hold on, it's the dog barking. I So uh, I bought the tickets and everything. Sorry, the dog was barking, I I paused it for a moment. Maybe I'm saying the same thing over again. But I bought the tickets and it was based on the amount of days I normally went. So I was hanging out at my brother's house in Ohio like the night before I was flying out to Peru I was checking the tickets and everything, and then suddenly I realized that the time was shorter there, and I thought it was, like, some mistake. I'm like, man, what? Like, I'm being cheated. It's, like, only a seven-day retreat now. It's not nine anymore, and I already took care of all the tickets and everything. I'm just so confused, and then I was a little bit upset, and I wrote to the person who runs – I wrote to Jill. And I said, yo, man, what's going on here, man? Why, why did everything change? And I realized that I had made the error. It wasn't really an error. It, it wasn't nobody made an error. It just was I didn't pay attention that. It was one less ceremony this time. So I was disappointed about that because I so look forward to going to the jungle. I appreciate every single ceremony. And this time it was only three ceremonies versus four, and it's not about the number of ceremonies, but but it's something about the, the 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 brotherhood that's 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 created and 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 the feeling and and people caring about each other and and I'm telling you it's something about that space minus the ayahuasca that's just so refreshing. I mean it's really people at the highest level of themselves, man, and I just like that, and so. It was like a couple days less than what I was looking for or thought it was going to be, and I was disappointed. And I remember, I still have this email. I wrote her and she wrote me a message back, and she just wrote one, row, one, one word, trust. J.J. Trust, you know. And so I let that go, and I was off to Peru again. So I'm flying out from Florida uh, from Detroit to Florida, Florida to Peru, but I get to Florida and there's a delay. And so this delay is crazy. So we fly, but we go to Atlanta. I mean, what? What is happening here? So we somehow flying over to Atlanta, right? And we're going to fly from Atlanta. So we get into Atlanta and we're late. You know, we're late and we missed the flights. We missed the connect. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're flying out from this time. I'm not going from Florida, I think. I'm going from Ohio to Atlanta. But when I get to Atlanta, there's a delay. And so they all, it's, it's a delay where it can't be changed, right? And so as we get there, they're like, look, this is what's going to happen. You call this number right here, and they're going to give you a hotel, they're going to give you food, and you're going to leave out in the morning. Ain't nothing else to ask, ain't nothing else to say. <laughs> it was that, okay, What what, do you think, what can you do? The plane is canceled, and there's no other way to get to Peru. There's no other way, so don't even be angry. <laughs> So I went into the line and and called the number, and just like they said, they paid for the hotel, they paid for the travel to and and from, they paid for a couple meals or something like that. And so I've been to Atlanta before, but I never went there with time to just hang out and look around. So that night I get there, and I check into the hotel, and it's a great room and everything. I'm like, okay, this is all right. So I make a plan to go and visit Dr. King's area uh, because i never did that before. And so that morning, the next morning, because I, I think I was leaving like around four or five, something like that in the afternoon for Peru. So I had the whole morning and afternoon to go do something. So I arranged a car and everything to pick me up and take me to Dr. King's area. I thought it was going to be complicated. Like, hey, man, you know where Dr. King lived. <laughs> but I, I didn't, you know, that's a historical site. So everybody know where that is. But I found out it's not so far away. Let's say it's like 45 minutes from the airport. And that hotel was like 20 minutes away. So it was like not so, not so bad. So I hired a car to take me to that area. And I was just I just wanted to because, you know, I, sometimes I don't do a lot of research. I just like to discover things as I'm there. So at the time, I didn't really know that all the Dr. King stuff was like on the same street. I really didn't know that. I didn't know like his house is down the street from what well, is actually the, the fire station is at the corner and the church is just a little bit down the street in the next block and the new church where, uh, where Barack Obama was was across the street. And then the Civil Rights Museum is, is behind the church. I, I didn't know everything was right in, on the same street, basically. Even Dr. King and his wife, uh, their tombs, they're, they're is buried, they're, they're right there, they're, they're right there. They, they're not even under the ground. They're, they're right there, son. So I, didn't, I really didn't know any of that. So when I went there, yeah, I was really eye-opening. But here's here's this is all part of this journey. I'm telling this stories for a reason. So I'm in a car, and if anybody's been to the Dr. King area, you might know the area I'm talking about. So I get out, and I'm like, mm, I think it's the same side street where the where the uh, fire station is. The driver lets me out. Now I'm in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's cool and everything, but I'm from the city. And when you're in any place that you don't know, before you're jumping out of cars with bags and money and all this type of stuff, you're going to pay attention to your surroundings. The driver pulls up and it's like an alleyway. And the alleyway behind, it's a beautiful alleyway. It's clean. To the right, it's all bricks. It's one dumpster. To the left, it's like behind where these restaurants are. And then across the street, the side street, is the, I think it it was the fire station. Or the church it was either the church or the fire station but that side street because it's it's all on the same street just you know if you've been there you know what I'm talking about so I think it's the church street or the or the or the fire station but it's the side street, not the main street right so i I'm looking around before I get out to get my bag out of the trunk I'm looking around I see no person I see nobody whatsoever I get out. I get my bag out of the trunk. The driver, I give him a tip. I close the trunk down, and it's a guy standing right there. And I'm like, yo, where did this dude come from, man? Like, like, maybe I missed him. Let's just start there. Maybe I missed him. But first of all, I pay attention to so many details. Before I even got out of the car, I'm not afraid of anything, but I was paying attention to my environment. There was nobody on the street. There was nobody in the alleyway. So when I closed the trunk down, this dude is standing right there. I'm like, where'd this dude come from? He's like a vagrant type dude. I actually took a picture with this dude, or took a picture of this dude. So he's standing there, and again, sorry, you guys, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm fasting, and i Sorry, forgive me if I sound like I'm pausing for a long time. It's not intentional. So, um, after the driver drives off, this dude, he immediately asked me for some money. And as soon as he asked me for some money, I was like, no, man, I don't have... And then I was like, what am I doing, man? Like, why do I need to lie to this man? Either say no or yes, but don't tell him I don't have it or something. So I was getting ready to say I don't have it. Not like I had all the money in the world, I I don't, but I had a 20 for him or something. So I dig into my bag and I give him a, I think it was a 20 and he was so appreciative. And then I asked him, where can I get my haircut? He's like, yo man, right here. And I do believe that side street is the church. And the reason why I know it, actually I know it's the church is because he took me to the barbershop and it was across on an angle from the church. So so diagonally from the church is where the barbershop I went to. So this man was so nice and he, he's like, and then I asked him, I said, okay, man, I'm going to see Dr. King's house. And he's the one who told me all the stuff that was there. He was like, okay, well, Dr. King's house is right down the street, and then you got the fire station, and you got the church right here, and you got the other church, you got the Civil Rights Museum. And he, I was like, man, I ain't know. He's like, yeah, you know he's buried right there. <laughs> like, I didn't know any of this stuff, man. I appreciate that. So he told me the rundown about where everything was, and, and then he took me to the barber shop. I walk into the barber shop, and he's like, yo, I brought you some business. And nobody acknowledged this dude at all. None of the barbers acknowledged him at all. And I ended up paying the price plus a tip, so I gave him a fifty total. And in in Atlanta, that the the haircut was like fifteen, ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars at the most, I think. And I gave him fifty. So so he brought them fifty dollars, right? That's not a lot of money, but that's that's something. So he brought them fifty dollars, right? And not even one person said thanks or nothing to this man. They just, they ignored him 100%. They gave me love, but they ignored him completely. Like he didn't exist. I give him a haircut. We talk about sports for a minute. And they're like, yo, you know a lot about this, man. Where you from? <laughs> like, yo, man, this is what I do. <laughs> so... So I ended up leaving the barbershop. They were really nice people. Even though they ignored him, they were really nice to me. And then I went over to the church first. And I went and I listened to his sermon sitting in the church. And then I went down to the fire station next and went through there. And then I went to his house. And let me tell you why this is important, why I'm taking time to tell this part of the story. There's so many reasons why I'm telling this story, but this is important too. Like all the time I've ever read, heard, watched anything about Dr. King, he's not a myth, that would be too extreme. He's not a myth, but he never really seemed like a real person because I never got, i actually, i met his son. I remember I was playing basketball and I got pulled on stage. His son came to our school and so I was kicking it with Dr. King the third, I think it. I mean Martin Luther King the third, right? And um, so I met him, and I got to do something on stage. That was even on the news somewhere. So there's some tape of that somewhere. But uh, outside of that, I, I I I just never saw him as like a real person, just a character from the books and people talk about. I just just didn't make the connection that this was really a person who was a kid and stuff like that. So when I went to his house, and again, if you've been there, especially recently, you know, I know it's been upgraded a little bit, but it's still, it's a big, huge house. Like, it's a huge house. It's yellow, it's long on the side to get to the back, like it's a beautiful backyard. and, And suddenly, I saw Dr. King as a little kid. I didn't see him as this 30-year-old civil rights person or this person who got shot before he's 40 and and all this beautiful voice and all the great speeches and all this and fighting and, and people talking that he's great. Some people saying he's terrible. We he integrated us to a burning house. He did so much to freedom. It's all all the noise you hear about Dr. King went away for a minute. I saw him playing baseball with his dad. I saw him falling on the sidewalk and crying for his mom. You know, I saw him racing up and down the street. Like, I just pictured this person as a little kid. So for the first time in my life, I realized that this person really existed. Not comparing him to the Messiah or something, but it was kind of like that. You you hear about the Messiah or people say Jesus and all this. You hear about this so much, right? But even the, the truest believer, like, I don't think most of us really, really know or picture that this person really walked this land, this ground, this corner, this spot. I think we really, really don't absorb that. At least I didn't. Let's speak for me. I didn't. So as I'm on this, I'm standing right in front of his house, and I'm just, I just stopped for a minute. People doing the tour inside, I'm like, I don't really want to go to the tour right now. I'm just going to stand right here. And I just could see and hear him running, racing, crying, looking for daddy, looking for mama, waiting for his dad to come home, like going to the fire station, like whatever it was, because the fire station is really at his corner, like. It would be like two houses over or something, basically, I think. So I saw this, and for the first time, I I saw this person as a real person. And that was really significant for me. So I finished up going all around and checking out all the Dr. King stuff, and I get the car, and I take off our head to the airport. I get to the jungle, and again, even though I'm disappointed it's only three ceremonies, I let all that go, and I'm once again so happy to be there. So, I get there, and let's just jump to the first ceremony. Again, every time, since the first time when I started fasting, every time I'm in the jungle, I fast. So, I'm fasting, I'm prepared, I'm ready, and... Every ceremony I've ever had has been greater than the last one. Never fails. I've done 14 ceremonies and it never fails. The current one is greater than the last one. And people say, don't, no, there's comparison. It's greater than the last one. It's more dynamic. So when I get to my first ceremony, now this is when I think you guys will t- probably stop listening. I'm in a ceremony, and suddenly, after I drink and everything, the presence of God himself is is sitting to my left, on the left side of me, like, I would say, like, shoulder area. So, again, I'm laying flat, basically, on the ground, and it's like, this person would be sitting in a chair in my shoulder area. So, hold on.